The stars have hung above us for eternity. The mystery remains among them. For thousands of years, we have looked up into the dark skies, and the question still lingers. Is there someone looking back at us? You are listening to A Case of the Chills. This is Layla, your host and guide through the strange and unexplainable incidents that have plagued mankind. And what is more intriguing than the unknown visitors that come to Earth? March 13, 1997. Thousands of people in the Phoenix area peered up into the night sky. All was dark and silent. Something bizarre above the city were lights that could only be described as otherworldly. Some reported seeing a V-shaped object, while others saw orange and red stationary lights just hanging over the valley. 10,000 witnesses saw these events, and they lasted for at least 12 hours. 10% of Phoenix observed these series of events. Several photos were taken, and four videos caught the sight of the mysterious lights. It became the largest sighting and for the longest span of time, generating enough attention to become the most famous reported UFO sighting in the world. The strange phenomenon cannot be fully explained. Although it may try to be debunked by flares and military testing, it could not be easily dissuaded as such. But what is it about Arizona that attracts this kind of attention? UFOs are common in the Phoenix area with reports of strange lights in the sky and has the highest number of UFO sightings per capita in the country. With all the aircraft and space stations that frequent the sky, we become accustomed to seeing objects about the Earth's atmosphere. Yet we as people look at the stars and cannot help but to wonder what else is out there. And when any little unidentified light or object is there, we urge to think it is a visitor from out of this world. The lights above Phoenix were so massive and witnessed by so many people that it could not be easily debunked as the smaller sightings that happen each year. There are still people today that continue to validate what really happened, and some have even gone as far as to recreate the lights with any theories, but with little success. Let's walk through the events that happened nearly 25 years ago. Arizona was settling into dusk, when in the sky were a string of five lights. The first call came in at 8.18 by a retired police officer from the town of Paulden, just two hours north of Phoenix, who saw, quote, a cluster of red-orange lights arranged in a V formation, end quote. More calls began to berate the National UFO Center with witnesses of these lights including police, pilots, and military officials. Over 700 people watched this first set of lights move southeast, each describing the lights. Some referred to them as orbs while others triangles. There were many who described it as a singular massive craft that made no noise. 
a single video was captured by Terry Proctor. Later, around 10 p.m., there was another set of as many as nine lights hovering above Phoenix. It was massive and made no sound. It is unclear if these are the same lights from earlier in the evening. Thousands of people across the area saw these strange lights hovering, and at times they would illuminate on and off over the course of a couple minutes. These lights reached over a mile long. For as many people that saw this event, it was unacknowledged for at least three months. When a USA Today article came out, the story went into national spotlight. Many people denied the idea that it was something from out of this world. There were claims of flares used by the Air Force and the military. Yet that was not enough to disprove the growing crowd who believed otherwise. Even some who stated they did not think it was a UFO later came out and admitted to seeing the craft, like Governor Fife Symington. He even went as far as holding a press conference and made fun of the idea that it was aliens by having someone come out dressed as such, all having a big laugh. Years later, he reported, quote, I saw a huge craft come right over Squall Peak. It was just breathtaking. As a pilot and former Air Force officer, I can definitively say that this craft did not resemble any man-made object that I'd ever seen. It was certainly not high-altitude flares because I've never seen flares fly in formation. Unquestionably, it was a UFO." Unquote. Fife's office even inquired to higher officials about the subject and never received an answer. Others have come out years later to recount what they had seen, and some are still active in trying to shed light on the mystery. Dr. Lynn Kate came forward seven years after the incident and went on to write the book, The Phoenix Lights, a skeptic's discovery that we are not alone, which later became a documentary. She has been studying the phenomenon since she began to document the strange events and has become a key witness. Not only did she witness the event in 97, but she's revealed that she saw the same craft two years prior. Others have claimed to see the same lights, but not just in Arizona, but also in Nevada and Mexico. The events could be related, yet they could be something entirely different. Dr. Lin explains that it wasn't just one event, but that there were several events across the state for more than 12 hours. The anomaly is still unexplained, and people are still talking about it. But some don't believe that it is a mystery at all. It has been explained by the National Guard that they flew A-10s in formation out of Davis-Monthan Air Force Base along the southwest of Phoenix and dropped high-intensity flares on their way back to Tucson in an exercise they call Operation Snowbird. It's been stated that what people saw were the planes arriving, then disappearing, and later seeing the flares. They also explain that Operation Snowbird left at 8.15 and returned at 10.30. A man in Scottsdale claims he saw the airplanes through a large Dobsonian telescope and watched the flares being let out. 
This might give some credibility to the skeptics, but there seems to be a few holes that even Captain Eileen Benn still can't figure out. She first reported that they did not have any planes out that night, to be later informed that there were from the Maryland National Guard. Captain Drew Sullins of the Maryland National Guard states, quote, Our guys did create, while they were up there, an event that this one colonel told could be perceived as one hell of a light show, end quote. Still, Benz wasn't convinced the Snowbird Plains event matched up with everything that was spotted by witness accounts. Just as Jim Delatoso of the Village Lab claims that the optical analysis of photos and videos show the lights couldn't be flares. Through a computer simulation, they determined that the witness accounts places the lights nowhere near the gunnery range. Both sides seem open-minded that the flares might explain one of the events, but perhaps not all of them. And what about the mass craft many witnesses saw? Witness Dana Valentine, a laser printer technician, explains, quote, We could see the outline of a mass behind lights, but you couldn't actually see the mass. It was more like a gray distortion of the night sky, wavy. I don't know exactly what it was, but I know it's not a technology the public has heard of before, end quote. Another witness, Tim Lee, a management consultant, says, quote, It was astonishing and a little frightening. It was so big and so strange you couldn't actually see the object. All you could see was the outline as though something was blotting out the stars. The lights looked like gas. There was also a distortion on the surface. Also, the lights didn't spill out or shine. I've never seen a light like that. End quote. It was described as a shopping mall and had a boomerang shape to it. It reached a mile long and made no sound at all. It was described as a shopping mall and had a boomerang shape to it. It reached a mile long and made no sound at all. This made quite an eerie effect to the event. And if we return to the theory that the A-10s came through, then wouldn't people have heard their legendary sound coming from at least five planes? And what of the report from another pilot? Anonymously, he called to report seeing six lights in the sky coming towards him, but when he contacted air traffic control, they told him there were no other planes. In 2017, on an episode of BBC's The One Show, Kurt Russell admitted to being that very pilot. Also, the air traffic controls have claimed they could not see the lights on a radar despite being able to see them with their own eyes, according to a USA Today article. It seems that even after two decades, we can't discern what really happened. The consensus isn't even to agree that it was visitors from out of this world, or there's not enough evidence. But for most, they really just don't know what happened. And the explanation of some flares isn't enough to convince the masses. A truck driver by the name of Bill Grainer witnessed only two orbs about a mile from Luke Air Force Base. 
One orb was seen floating over the base when three F-16s took off after it. The orb shot up into the sky and disappeared. He reports, quote, I've seen something that don't belong here. I wish the government would just admit it. You know what it's like in this city right now? It's like having 50,000 people in a stadium watching a football game and having someone tell us we weren't there, end quote. How can so many people see something as strange as the lights above the Phoenix sky and still be unable to identify what exactly it was? No amount of flare explanations are going to take away the event that has become an anomaly. The lights will remain linked as UFO folklore and have the interest of many UFO enthusiasts and researchers like witness Dr. Lin, who are still looking for answers for the unearthly presence of those V-shaped lights. Combining all the photos, videos, and eyewitnesses, we know that something flew over the skies of Phoenix in March 1997. With as many Air Force bases that are around the area, you would assume that the people were used to air traffic, and the events were seen across the state for 12 hours. That's an awful long time for a simple flare drop. From a routine procedure that took only two hours. And this came from A-10 aircrafts that are known for their buzzes and whistles. These are the sounds that come from warplanes. For an event that was reported as oddly quiet and lights that resembled no flares. Some down here on Earth are not ready to believe that there is life among the stars. They hide behind the comfort of reason and data. If there is proof, are we allowed to know it? Are the rest of us waiting with a sharp eye on the sky? Are we ready to know what is really out there? So much mystery and not enough answers, so I will leave you here and you can look out to the stars and contemplate the events of the Phoenix Lights and decide if something unexplainable happened or if it was just a case of the chills. I promise to return with more cases of the extraterrestrial, but for now I will leave you to go check out the photos and videos of that strange night in 1997. Raving Lunatic Media is your hub for entertainment, so head on over and listen to our other podcasts, Cold Case Chase, Case Closed, and Sci-Fi Malady. Episode 2 of Zodiac Task Force is out, so take a listen and join the excitement. Thank you all for listening to the show, A Case of the Chills. I am Layla with another frightening mystery coming to you next with a daring trip to the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs>